Welcome to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Tanner Hodges, and this is episode 76. Six. Episode 76. How you doing, Tanner? Hey, I'm doing great. It's good to be back. It is so good to have you back on the podcast. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Been a little bit. Been kind of out of it, doing some other things. Yes. And uh, good to be on the podcast. You've been missed. Thank you. I appreciate that. Not, Brooke, Brooke's not on. What's Brooke doing this week? Brooke's Brooke, on vacation. Brooke is on vacation. Uh, he's up in Branson. Branson, Missouri? Yeah. He, he goes there He's Quite got some often. kind of family connection yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they mm-hmm. own a house or like. I think they have like a parents or grandparents or. I think his parents have like a um, a sh- timeshare kind of thing with, not like a timeshare norm like a normally like, but like a shared. Several ownership. families yeah. like own a property and have different times. That they I know go. they go up there from time to time. Yeah, that's been a good awesome. little. That's a beautiful area. Yeah. The Ozarks. Yeah. Yes. Did you know I went on my honeymoon, <laughs> Carrie and I, to the Ozarks? I did not know. Of that. all places, I mean, there's a lot of different places you could go. Um, but Carrie's uncle, who they lived in St. Louis, Carrie's uncle very generously gifted us as a wedding present yeah. with a modest condo on Lake of the Ozarks in Osage Beach. And we were broke 23-year-olds and <laughs> gladly took him up on it. That's awesome. So we road tripped. I have yeah. vivid memories of listening to Mark Cohn on a cassette tape, maybe a little bit of The Cure, Trying to remember who else, you know, this is 1993. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, yeah. And we're, we're, uh, we road tripped up from Houston where we got married to mm. Lake of the Ozarks. That's um, awesome. And uh, was out on a ski boat and that's pretty um, cool. Just ate out a lot, shopped. Yeah, I, uh, beautiful part of the country. Shelby and I went to her brother's house, uh, for our honeymoon. That was our honeymoon to your, her, her, her brother's, brother's house, house yeah. which was where in Frisco. You went to, you got, you wait, hold on. I got to go to, you Frisco. got to go to Frisco, Texas yeah. on your honeymoon. It was incredible. You know, got lucky. to stay in a little spare bedroom. Lucky, lucky. While the nieces were running around, and it was awesome. <laughs> oh, while they were there? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, my goodness, that's worse than... Yeah, it was awesome. It was really good. I actually really enjoy my brother-in-law, <laughs> both of them. I have two brothers. Surely not that much. Uh, but I would have rather gone somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, hey, you know, we did what we had to do to get out of town and spend some time together, and there's good places to eat down there. Wow. They had a swimming pool. We got to kind of float in, and it was, you know... That was the best connection we had. You know, at the it's, moment. that's a great example, though. I mean, everybody could tell honeymoon type stories, and they're all over the map. Oh know, yeah, across the planet yeah, to you kidding? Mm-hmm. the ho- motel six down the street. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. to your brother in laws in beautiful Frisco, <laughs> beautiful Texas. Frisco. You know, I you, do like Frisco. You have made it up to Shelby since then, though, right? Surely, no. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> No, I'm I'm not caving. She needs to make it up to me. No. You know? oh, oh, really? <laughs> really? This is, yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> awesome. You know, I'm flashing back. Can I tell you a, a dumb moment on my honeymoon? Like, we're... we're. I wish you would. Well, thank you. Thank you for acting <laughs> interested. So, Carrie and I, broke, dumb, in love, 23-year-olds, uh, rented a ski boat. But, golly, that's, this is just embarrassing <clears throat> to say out loud. D- didn't really know what we were doing. Sure. We're just, like, trying to have fun. Yeah. So, a guy goes out with us uh, to drive the boat for yeah. us. 
And so we start. This is back when people actually slalom skied yeah, and stuff man. like that. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm dating myself. So I'm back behind the boat with the rope in my hand. I get up. I'm slalom skiing, and it hits me. I do a few few turns, you know, and it hits me. There's a guy I've never met in my life, don't know, in the boat <laughs> with my brand new bride in the middle of a huge lake. Uh-huh. And I'm just dangling behind this rope behind my boat. And I just got, I was horrified. <laughs> because I'm like, all he's got to do is cut the rope. I mean, I'm, it's just yeah. all these dark thoughts <clears throat> come course, to my yeah, mind, yeah. you know. And, and I literally let go. And they came and pulled me in. And I got in the boat. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going anymore. And we let Carrie go a few times. And we went in. I never said anything to Carrie until we were safe. But I'm like, yeah. I, can't, I can't do that. Like, I just felt like. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't do that. There's this horror of. I mean, is there any, was there any, like. Like, red flags uh, i don't know yeah like, no 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 this, was, make this was maybe too much bad television or oh, movies I, I don't know i just felt like as a man as a new husband i'm yeah. like that was really dumb move on my yeah. part i'm just gonna <laughs> it's like it's basically like would you let your wife go off in the middle of a huge lake with a stranger just her and him no no well what's the difference now i'm hanging behind right. the boat in the middle of the lake uh-huh. you know yeah Anyway, I digress. <laughs> that was the dark moment of our honeymoon. Was Everything dark. else was fantastic. Everything else was great. No yeah. brother-in-law and nieces running oh, yeah, around. Oh, you know. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you know, we enjoyed it. Well, I hope that Brooke's vacation is good. Thanks for uh, yeah. jumping back in. We've talked about you jumping back into the podcast mix yeah. more. I think um, as much as I've enjoyed the podcast over the last year and a half and different guests we've had, different things we've we've tackled together, I really miss um, when all three of us were involved more. Um, And I think we've also talked about just it gives us a little bit of freedom for any one of us to have to go do some other things, have to tackle some other ministry responsibilities and and room for for different kinds of conversations. So um, on behalf of the the team, welcome back, not just today, (laughs) but into the mix. Into the mix. Yeah. And I'm hoping... I am hoping, maybe on that note, I'm hoping we can be open to morphing this a little bit. Yeah. So, um, any listeners? I know we've got. I know we've got some listeners that you've been you've been really um, connected for the whole year and a half, or at least a long time. We welcome any of your thoughts. Podcast at colonialchurch.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Just a, a thought on what we would do differently on the yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah, totally. a subject matter, <clears throat> obviously questions. But even a different spin, a different, um, a different uh, segment that we might yeah. have, you know, regularly or sporadically, uh, that would be helpful, encouraging, fun, any of those things. We welcome yeah. that absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, send it in podcast We'd love that. Absolutely. So, what do we want to talk about today? Well, um, I think before we get anything, you know, that matters. <laughs> Did you see? I, I'm not making this stuff up. I know we talked about Velveeta Veltinis last week, but oh my gosh, did you see what happened in Japan this past week? No. Um, this is an article from late last week. Uh, Japanese city alarmed by biting, clawing, attacking monkeys. What? I'm, I, I, it caught my eye. I'm not trying to be Like weird. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I'm, I read it thinking this might be like the onion or, or just some kind yeah, of joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it says the attacks on 58 people since July 8th are getting so bad in Yamaguchi City, they had to hire a special unit to hunt animals with tranquilizer guns. 
says they're smart. They tend to sneak up and attack from behind, and they're often grabbing at your legs. Um, they're terrorizing the world? children. It's crazy. They're just jumping in windows and like you can't make this stuff up. I guess you can. We've seen movies. I mean, We've yeah, seen I movies guess, yeah. about it. Right, right, right. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to digress on that. But what you know, in the world? What in the world? What, whatever. Jumping you, through windows. Like, how do you? You can't even get in your house and feel safe. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, jumping through windows. I mean, I think about you know. I live on the southwest side of Wichita Falls, <clears throat> and I've got these two little dumb pugs. You've seen them, Walter and Winston. <laughs> And um, <laughs> and I know my wife knows. I mean, if they get loose, they're gone. I mean, coyotes are oh, yeah, all yeah, around. Yeah. Do we say coyotes? Coyotes. We say it's coyotes okay. around here. It's don't all right. We? Even even with Wiley Coyote, we say coyotes. Yeah. I guess this is proof that I'm not originally from around these parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my point is, you know, we've got we've got a little bit of you got to worry about a coyote. You got to worry about. I mean, I guess a hawk could come down and grab your kitten or something. I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But monkeys? Those things yeah, can... I, I mean, really, I, that's like... Can you imagine if your door's cracked, your window's open? Mm-hmm. Um, that's nuts. That's not something we have to live with. No. That's, that's insane. So whatever your day looks like today on yeah. a Monday or whenever you're listening to this week's episode, it could be worse. You could be attacked by some actual monkeys. And I hope that you're not. I hope that that's. I hope that's that you're true, not yeah. being attacked by monkeys. Surely we have something more important to talk about this week, Tanner. I mean, you know, we could talk about some things. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we just had week uh, week four of at the movies. I'm, I'm actually sad. Week four out of five is under. I I honestly I can't believe that week four is already here and gone. Like I just don't. It doesn't register in my mind. Yeah, um, how trying, fast at the movies goes. I was trying to slow time down a little bit the first couple of weeks because yeah. I was enjoying it so much. Um, I will say, highlight musically of the entire month so far was the four of you doing uh, landslide landslide on Sunday. Oh my goodness! If any of you missed, <laughs> uh, if any of you missed that, it was. I think it was better than the chicks. Personally, yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys just crushed it, <laughs> crushed it. And I'm not a big Fleetwood Mac fan, sure, sure, or for yeah, that matter, yeah, yeah. Dixie Chicks or Chicks or whatever we're going to call them these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do love that song, but you guys crushed it. Thanks, man. When you that came, was... when you came in with a three part harmony, I was like, wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was. I, I I had a lot of fun singing that one. I hope um, so. I could have done six more services doing that. Like, <laughs> it was just. It was. It was a ton of fun. Team was great, yeah. Um, and we had uh, just even our production crew. Uh, it was just so much fun, like uh, doing. And we don't often get opportunities to, you know, do something like that in church, which is kind of why we take the take the risk. I know that it, it, at times we um, we may toe a line of uh, what is comfortable for some, what's uncomfortable for some. Sure, sure. Um, but um, this is the time time of the year where we get to kind of showcase some talent and just do some things that are just really fun. And if you're a vocalist, you know, like myself, like Kelly, like Alex, um, it, it's just fun to be able to sing a song like that. That requires a little bit of you. That is a little bit challenging to do. And when it comes together, it's just so much fun. So it was a blast doing that. And then to get to have Daryl on stage with us, um, playing yeah. his guitar, he he's our he's our um, he's kind of our lead sound engineer. 
so he's he's the guy running the board and and behind providing the scenes some, all the time. Behind the scenes all the time. Uh, unrecognized. Yes, unseen. and most people don't really know that he has a musical gift too. And yeah. To be able to see him, uh, I mean, I've been in here for ten years at Colonial, and he's been here, I think, like seven, maybe mm-hmm. eight, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he started with an interest with guitar and bought one and slowly started learning and kind of reflective of his spiritual journey too. Yes. You yeah. know, it's I mean, been it's who been he was musically <laughs> and who he yeah. was spiritually, spiritually in general. Totally different. Such a cool story yeah. to watch. You know better than me, but yeah. Daryl's become a good friend of mine too. And yes. I know enough to know God has just been growing him up like a weed. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so I it's just it was just fun to do that this weekend. Love I'm it. looking forward to a little tease for the coming weekend, I'm oh, yeah. looking forward to. Oh, yeah, we're doing a uh, a Whitney Houston song. What? And Wait, uh, did you just say that out loud? I said it. Are out you loud. allowed to say that? I, well, I don't know. I get. To, I think I make the rules on it now. <laughs> but are yeah. we all going to dance with somebody? We might. We might be doing that. Wow. We might. So uh, we're going to. Surely you're not going to pull off Dolly Parton. I will always love you. No, Dolly Parton. Well, no. Wendy Whitney Houston's version. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. Yeah, and that and that did I say it wrong? And didn't she write that? Uh, or did she cover somebody else? She else's? covered it. Yeah, she yeah. covered it before Whitney Houston covered it. Yeah, I think. Okay. Now you get my timelines. I just up, don't man. do that Come one because, like, I don't know who could pull that. Maybe Daryl. I don't know who could yeah, pull that Darryl off. Do that. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes, if you want to see Daryl, I will always love you this weekend. Uh, Daryl Morris gonna be on stage. Gonna be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Now so it has to happen. I, right? I'm just, I'm still a little taken aback that you told us the artist. Yeah, because usually your your mom's the word. Yeah, well, on what's yeah. coming. Last weekend, I guess because she's got such a huge repertoire. I mean, you're not you giving. Could, it I away. mean, you pick any of her songs, and you would go. There's no way. I can, mean, pick. Can any you of tell them. us who's who's going to be Whitney? I guess no. it's not going to be you, is it? I can't tell you who's going to be Whitney. Tell. Can well. we agree it's not Daryl? We can agree it may or may not be Daryl. <laughs> okay, way cool. Way cool. I'm, I'm excited hey, about it. Hey, on that note, um, as people wrestle with at the movies, enjoying mm-hmm. it, um, certainly a, a at least a small percentage of our people going, whoa, whoa, this is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe newcomers even like, whoa, this is really different. Yeah, um, man, I just I want to continue to wrestle year round with. Okay, why does it have to be? that on that island over there that we get to use our gifts and hear from way, yeah. from your team for example just some beautiful music yeah like whether it's coffee shop coffee house night sure you know or some things we even do mm-hmm. like after church on a sunday yeah um you know we we had a couple of, of the ladies from faith refuge talking to me sunday morning and they were like why don't we do this and they were thinking about um at the movies why don't we do this once a month Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm like, first of all, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, people don't know how hard this it's is to so pull difficult. off. Yeah, yeah, it looks like we're just sitting around. And I know so it's much so work. hard. Yeah, but their point was, why does this have to be so rare? Which is why does it have to totally be on valid. an island? Totally you know? valid. Yeah, and I'm already thinking about, um, you know, a couple weeks from now when we quote go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we we, yeah. we it'll feel much more like a normal church experience. Right. And I want it to be, I don't want to miss a step. I want it to be amazing. I want it to be engaging. I want us to have some fun even in the midst of serious teaching and serious (laughs) worship, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and I just, 
I think that's something we've wrestled with the last few years. Hey, are yeah. we going to do at the movies again next year? Okay, let's talk about the pros and cons. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we've seen God use it. Right. Um, let's Which hold, I think is appropriate. Yeah, always appropriate. You know, let's hold it loosely mm-hmm. and be willing. Mm-hmm. You know, sacred cows need to be killed sometimes. Right. Um, we'll ask that question again in a in a you know month and a half, two months mm-hmm. as we reflect back and plan for twenty twenty three. I stinking love it, and I know my voice can be loud in that way, but I I want to be humble enough to say, we don't have to do this. We right. can do things differently. Right, 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 right. I just want to keep wrestling with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this year was, this year, I, you know, full disclosure on it, this year was kind of a challenge. Um, it'd been a little while since we had done uh, At The Movies. Uh, it'd been a little while since, uh, even longer since we had done At The Movies with a build, you know, in, in, pandemic and all those different things. Um And so it was a little bit of a challenge to execute this year, but we had some really awesome... Uh, team members showing up um, in their on their evenings and uh, and showing up and putting it together and um, I think it's just really cool. I think it all turned out really well this year and uh, I've been excited to see mm. the the movies and the messages that we've been doing and uh, you know the new live host. We talk about Casey Osborne and Emily Gravett, yeah, who were our hosts last weekend. Speaking of unseen, if you don't have a kid yeah. in kids ministry, you have on no Sunday idea. Mornings, you don't right? even know who they are, and they are pivotal. Yes, to a, a regular discipleship opportunity for our kids and the way yeah. they're loved on and known by name and yes, creatively engaged. Yeah, um, I loved. I don't know how clear that even came through yesterday, but yeah. I love that our whole church <laughs> got to just go. Oh, these guys love our kids. Yes, oh, like first service, they interviewed one of the kids. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know if they got to do that second service. They did. They did? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. I must have missed that part. I loved just even naturally just seeing their their love for yeah. little ones. Because you can yes. tell some adults around little ones and are like, yeah, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can tend to be that way sometimes, <laughs> yes. if I'm honest. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but to see people like Casey and Emily, oh, yeah. who represent a sea of our volunteer leaders mm-hmm. who are loving our kids well, getting down on the floor with them and engaging them right where they are. Absolutely. Um, that was fun to have them host for a week. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We've never cool. done that before. No, I mean, that's, you know, that's something brand new. Yeah. And a way to highlight kind of what our kids' ministry is doing and uh, some of the people that get to spend time with with our kids. I think it was really important mm-hmm. and a really good thing. And besides that, they did a phenomenal job. Like, they were just, uh, they were outstanding. Definitely. Um, so... Good job. Thank you, Casey and Emily, for stepping in and doing some live hosting and uh, from the red carpet this weekend. That was mm-hmm. super fun. So uh, on on the At The Movies note, uh, we had Encanto that we showed this past week. I like that you said it like I do. Like a, Encanto. Like a Everybody else says Encanto. Encanto. I, you know, I don't know. I try. Encanto. I, I try. Encanto, Encanto, whatever. whatever. Uh, I love that film, though. It's Fun. such so good. Yeah. It's re, it's really really well done. When did, did um, that come out? Just last. It was like last fall. It's, it's, yeah. Well, last summer. Yeah, maybe last fall. Actually. Definitely within the last year, but I want to say last. Yeah, it's fall. like brand new. Yeah, maybe even Christmas. It might have been that soon. It just snuck up on me because I didn't. I we didn't go to the seat of the theater like some people did. Sure. Um, and I, I guess next thing you know, I know it's on Disney Plus, and it's like on our TV yeah. every. It felt like every day with my girls. Yes. They're singing. Yes, it's so it's 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 a lot like uh, Moana, in the way that like the music just captivates you. Yeah, and that's a good comparison. It's just really good. Uh, and, I think yeah. it had a little more depth 
than some Disney films. It it did because I I got to be honest with you. Um, I think I might be done with Disney Plus. Ooh, <laughs> did I just say something sacrilegious? Wow, like um, can you be I done just, with? I just feel like I'll nerd out here for a minute. The Star Wars stuff coming out, yeah, since Mandalorian, yeah, Mandalorian was great. Mandalorian was great. First season, that's true. I I kind of after season, the first season, uh, I just dipped off. Book of Boba Fett, awful. Uh, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, mm, mm. I may get in trouble with some. You probably will, but, yeah. Um, Marvel stuff. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not liking the stuff they've been putting out really since, um, Infinity Wars and and Endgame. I'm just like, uh, I'm just, I've lost interest and I'm a comic book nerd. I'm a, I'm a comic book kid, you know, still. Yeah. Um, and then even some of the other movies that, that, that Disney's putting out, I'm just, I haven't been excited. So Encanto to me was a breath of fresh air in the last year. Yeah. That made me go, ooh, okay, this has got, this is not just another weird story. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's got the magic. Sure. And, it's got and all it's that fantasy. Stuff in it. yeah. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't line up with Christianity or totally, anything like yeah. that. But it's got some real depth, if we can even get into that, about um, having the star of the show, the, the main character, be the one on the outside looking in, be the one that's not gifted, be right. the one that's weak where everybody else is strong and and yet she is the hero like yes. that's well and i yeah i even uh watching the movie uh several times being part of our writing process of our message and and all that like um i just thought it was uh you, there's there's all kinds of perspectives you could take on like sure. what would you want to what kind of truth would you would you pull out of this the story, which I wish people could see a little bit yeah. into the process we go through, yes, because <laughs> it's it's hardly ever crystal clear. Yeah, I mean, because there's always different storylines coming out of every film. Yeah, um, and even you can argue about what to include, what not to include, what to emphasize. Yes, uh, I, I know I interrupted you, no, but, you yeah. but last night in our group, we we meet. I, I talk a lot on the podcast about our group because we meet on Sunday nights. Okay, so it's fresh. It's fresh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, and Kelly uh, Morris, who did our teaching yeah. for Encanto, um, she was even there and 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 speaking about how she she even lamented that we didn't go a little more this way. Yeah, she was open with our group. You know, yeah. there's I'm 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 not throwing the bus. I'm I'm celebrating that we have a real safe space in our yeah. group. And I love that everybody's embracing that. And so Kelly was just being open and honest, going, "Yeah, with these ten or twelve people, yeah, I, it was great." I was hoping we'd do a little more of this, a little more emphasis on that. Another idea I had was this that got, you know, mm-hmm. she she even yeah. laughed. She's like, I wanted to do We Don't Talk About Bruno. Right. But I got shot down with yeah. that. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, but there's just, there's different approaches you can take. I right. wish people could see the debate, the consternation even. Sure, you know? sure, um, sure. But to your point, continue. Like there's just, yeah, there's just <clears throat> multiple directions you could take it. And uh, I think one of the things that, I, you know, watching it, um, yesterday, and again with my family in the room, and I'm just going, okay, what else is in this? And I just thought, man, uh, it speaks to like what we celebrate in our culture, mm. you know. Um, looking at Abuela as um, she was given the miracle in the beginning uh, because of her dedication to her family, mm-hmm. right? Because of her self sacrifice. 
and then to see the progression kind of come as innocently as it was, to see it become what is being more and more celebrated isn't isn't the family. Like there was one specific scene at the very end of our message that we showed. um, It is at the tail end of the movie as well, where Abuela and Mirabel are sitting at the edge of this river, this creek, and she's saying, I was given a gift. And she was kind of a flashback to watching her walk with this candle as a young woman and then as uh, now Abuela. And she starts passing by all of her grandchildren with the gifts that they have. And as soon as she gets close to them, if you watch them in the background, they do something really fancy with their gift and kind of look at Abuela as like, I do, you, that. Do, you, do you approve of this? I was fixated on her hair was getting gray. <laughs> right. I was looking at Abuela. But I if didn't you watch, see the watch them in the background, really? you watch them. It's not just standing and smiling with Abuela. It's, you know, it's Luisa holding up a, a big, strong like, boulder. Am, and I, am I pleasing am you? Am I doing enough? Am I, is am this I doing perfect? Right? Is this good? Ooh. And then you get to, then you get to Mirabelle and the, the scene of her, the flashback in Abuela's mind where Mirabelle touches her door handle and then the door fades away. And you see Mirabelle as a little girl looking at Abuela as if, do you still accept me? Mm. And like that just hit me. I'm like, what? What do we celebrate? Mm. What do we celebrate in our in our culture, in our society? Sometimes the visible gift or talent isn't what is the most important thing. And uh, that just got me to thinking about... You asked a question a minute ago, and, and um, this is kind of a belief that I have. I think we should hold intention, uh, celebration of our uh, visible gifts as well as um, uh, maybe downplaying, I don't know the right exact way to say that, but maybe downplaying our visible gifts in, in order to um, accelerate uh, or celebrate even more the internal that we have. So you ask the question, why don't we do more songs like what we've been doing in at the movies throughout the year why don't we you know highlight and showcase you know our our uh, our musicians gifts and our production crews gifts and all those different things and i think i think it's um one of my pet peeves and i'll i'll say this and i'll put it out there for everybody one of my pet peeves is when someone wants to come and join our worship team and they use the line, I just want to use my gifts for God. Um, sometimes, as soon as that phrase comes out, it makes me question, uh, why, why are we doing this, and what do you think it is God is celebrating in you? Mm. And, and I, I think so often it is we just associate, we assume that if we have a specific ability that our purpose is connected to it. But I've seen I've seen uh, many people who are gifted in the ways of musicianship, doing other things in life, and chasing after their God given purpose. You know, mm. uh, in, in their vocation and what they do and what they dedicate their time to. Um, and so, I, I always I always want to live in tension between 
look at how good our team is. I, I definitely want to celebrate our team. Like I, um, there's so many gifted musicians in Wichita Falls in our in our collective community here. Um, many churches around here have just amazing, amazing uh, teams that are serving in their churches. Super talented people. Um, I'm partial to our team, of course. But I just, I think we have just an incredible talent on our team, mm-hmm. and I want to give them opportunities to be able to not not do the look at me and how good I am, but to give them opportunity to just have fun with the gift they have. Right. Um, I think that's it. That's the difference. Mm. Um, if we're trying to impress with everything that we do, we need to take a step back sure. on that. But if it's Man, we just want to have fun and do the things that uh, we're good at doing. You yeah, know? that's that's different. So I just live in tension between that, and and that was the one thing yesterday that really stood out to me was what are we celebrating in our in our community in our society? Mm. Um, how am I? What kind of role am I playing in our leadership? My leadership, my team, my leadership in our community here at Colonial. Uh, gosh, even in my kids, you know, like if they look at me having done something wrong or having done something really awesome. And all they think is I get approval from my dad when I do this really awesome thing. Well, I'm missing the mark here, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it just, it just stood out to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I had missed, I had missed a lot of that in our editing and our processing this movie. And um, that was just, I really loved that. That little part it makes me think uh, deeply about, what I'm doing, what I'm celebrating. It, it also, if I can, if I can dovetail on that, yep. Tanner, it also makes me. First of all, I affirm we just cel- we celebrate the visible. Yeah, uh, and I get that. It's at some level, it's the human condition. You know, we celebrate. Uh, it's it's why quarterbacks get paid. You know, mm-hmm. a gazillion times more than you know uh, an offensive guard. Sure, or sure. As important as that role is, right. you know. Um, or the, you know, assistant, assistant coach, you mm-hmm. know, cause it's just not visible. Um, yeah. but, and, and, and I, I, I lament that we do that in the church. We, um, you know, people like you and me, mm-hmm. uh, who are on stage as a teacher, as a musician, uh, as a leader in front of people saying, let's take this hill. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my worst fears, I guess you could call it. Um, is if somebody, and I'm sure it happens more than I would like to even entertain, somebody goes, well, I can't do that. So yeah, yeah. I must not ha- be able to contribute. So I guess I can't, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, we hear somebody's crazy story of redemption and healing and change, and it's just, you know, um, I remember from, from some some person when I was a kid said, you know, from the, saved from the guttermost to the uttermost, you know, oh, or something gosh, yeah. random like that. <laughs> but it's just this this picture of extremes. Well, I don't have a story like that to tell, you know? Yeah. So we do the same thing with our stories. We do that with our gifts. It's like, well, I don't have, it, it doesn't, it's not one of those visible forefront gifts. Yeah. And I think of people we talked to in our group last night, people like like Norma, uh, Nora Macias, Macias yeah. who I think we've even talked about her on the podcast before because she just, in our church, is someone that nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, virtually. Yeah. She's yeah. in community with some right. people. Totally, yeah. But the vast majority of people in our church don't know Nora, probably won't know Nora. Probably not, If yeah. Nora has anything to do with yeah, it, if definitely no, yeah, won't exactly, know Nora. Yeah. 
<laughs> and she literally has a key and an alarm code and comes up to the building when nobody's uh-huh. here and is preparing things, yep. uh, is is working on stuff when nobody's looking, is repeatedly asking, what else can I do? And one of my worst fears would be that somebody like Nora, Nora or somebody else like yeah. her, would go, well, I'm just a foot. I'm not a hand. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just a little toe. I'm not a mouth. Yeah. Um, a face. Uh-huh. So what do I have right. to offer? Right. And... And I mean, the analogy is a great analogy from the scripture because, yeah, okay, take away the pinky toe uh-huh. and try to walk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Over time, especially, yeah. you know? Um, well, even, even you know, I've heard this, uh, I've heard this, I forget, um, one of the key, one of the kind of the key leaders in my life uh, said this, and there's, you know, there, it was all in the same context, um, but we were talking about this and... Um, we tend to celebrate body type, you know, our looks, our outward appearance, no all doubt. those things. No doubt. But try living without a pancreas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what I, happens if your heart is... Well, to be clear, you can't. Can you? No. Okay. No, you cannot. <laughs> like, it's not like a kidney. Right. You can, was, you that's can, what I was yeah. trying to distinguish. Yeah, yes, absolutely, yeah. What happens when... With no heart? Like, what happens if your heart begins to fail? Mm. Like, if your internal... Mm. Like, we don't think about that. Right. We think about, oh, that person's in shape because, of, because they look like they're in mm-hmm, shape. Mm-hmm. But what if they have been smoking all their life and they've got some lung trouble because of it? Um, yeah. We don't, we don't see some of those things. Right. Um, and I, I think that's the, you know, even, even with the pinky toe, you know, and all those things, like what? What about like the internal pieces that really need to be healthy mm. or else none of this matters, yep. you know, yep. um, Nora, Nora to me, specifically speaking of Nora, I know uh, I speak in your language. I, I always, yeah, you, I always want to celebrate. Nora. I love her to death. She, uh, she has been there for my family in so many ways. Nora in a lot of ways represents the heart, uh, for, for my team, the team that I get to lead, our community, um, in a lot of ways, people don't even know it. Um, mm. There's a lot that would not happen on a Sunday morning. Now, really, in in our auditorium and in our kids ministry, that uh, it would not happen if Nora wasn't mm. here doing the things that she does. And praise God, she does it because of her conviction, because of who she is in Christ, and uh, not to be seen, not to be noticed, but yep. to just. Yep. I'm, a, I'm a servant. That's who I am. And not to leave this unsaid, but to expand on that, God forbid we even sporadically communicate as as leaders in a local church that to use your gifts for God is to use them on Sunday mornings. Sure. Or to use them in the church building. Oh, gosh, Or yeah. for the church Definitely don't want to relegate that to... Because... <laughs> But yeah. I think we're guilty of that. I think you're right. I think we right. say that without saying it. You're right. Um, I, I'd like to think we never actually say it, but yeah. um, but maybe we do. Maybe we equate. Well, growth looks like this and this, and and of course, serving at the church. Yeah. Um, and in somewhere in there, the heart is right. The heart is good. It's like Absolutely. yeah, let's give our lives away together. But I I think of you know um, I mean probably the easiest thing I can think I think of my wife. We could both talk about our wives. Yeah. Who are both in public education. Uh-huh. And giving their lives away to other people's kids. Yep. And um, uh, my wife, you know, teaching math that <laughs> not only do a lot of people not value, 
uh, a lot of people don't get. Certainly feel ill-equipped. I can't help my kid with math. Thank God you're here, Ms. Jones. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and she's putting up with all kinds of just hard situations and, and real personal you know, friendships and relationships with kids and, um, of course, the bureaucracy of, of a big organization, the government and all that. But she's just serving yeah. and using her gifts and and I would include without hesitation loving the heck out of people. Yeah. Between moments of talking about you know logarithms and <laughs> der- derivatives. And, yeah. Um, but she's she's loving people and teaching them something that they need to to take next steps in life, mm-hmm. and uh, and modeling what it means to be gracious and she kind. She does. She and, does serve. She does serve here at the church. She does. But that's not her primary ministry. No. 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 No, right? in fact, in fact, she serves. Uh, I think she serves every other week, yeah. or twice a month anyway. Yeah, with our kids' ministry, four mm-hmm. and five year olds. Our youngest is twelve, so she's down on the floor yeah. with somebody else's little kids, yeah. and loving the heck out of them. But she would be quick to say, "Oh, that's like gravy." Like my ministry. Well, first of all, she'd say my ministry is being a mom. Right. Um, we've got four kids, and she just serves the heck out of them, yeah. and moms and loves and right. But her primary day-to-day ministry is at Ryder High School. Right. And God forbid she ever have a moment where she goes, oh, well, how am I contributing to the kingdom? Right. How am I using my gifts for the Lord? Right. You know, I'm like, yeah. what? And thankfully, I don't hear her say that. Sure. But God forbid she has those thoughts. I think everybody who's a, Absolutely. a, a plumber like Daryl, you know, a yeah. teacher, a lawyer, a a landscaper, mm-hmm. it's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges is to go, what do I bring that advances the kingdom, that pleases the Lord, that um, lives into who God made me to be? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to look like yeah. the church, right. you know? Yep, absolutely. I think that's great. And, and you're right. It left intentionally said in that way, the assumption or the air about what we do leads people to believe, I think, that the only way to really serve God yeah. is on a Sunday morning in a, you know, in a specific team that right. the church has, yep. you know? And I'm like, no, I think that's one way Certainly. that people realize their, realize their God-given purpose. Um, I think that's one way where how people are connected and find a community, but it's not the only way. And uh, I think it's well said, and that needed to be said. Good. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears. Um, I think back to Encanto, uh, or Encanto, Encanto. as I like to say. (laughs) Um, I really liked how Mirabelle's weakness basically turns out to be her gift. Right. Did you catch that? Yes. I love that everybody had a superpower, basically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a a magical gift. She had nothing. She was looked down upon because of it. Uh, she was the weakest. And yet, in and of itself, it turned out to be a gift. And it makes me think, bluntly put, I think, and this is an upside-down truth of, of Christianity, we think that the, the real gifts look like superstars. Yeah. Um, like, like, I'll say this as a pastor. You know, I look at, you know, amazing, eloquent preachers or or amazing gifted leaders of large churches mm-hmm. if, if I'm not careful and much more you know grounded in scripture I can look at something like that going oh those are the heroes 
those are the superstars. Those are the really gifted. And, and on one hand, I can, I can at least, you know, acknowledge that that's not a bad thing for someone to have some unique, I mean, there, there's better musicians than others. Totally. <laughs> there's better communicators yeah. than others. There's yeah. better leaders of businesses than others. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I really have, what's been impressed upon me is that we, I'll, I'll be real as a pastor for our listeners, I believe that the call of a pastor is to lead out of our weakness. Mm. Um, I think that's where we meet every single person where we are. Yeah. Um, I brought a book with me, just I want to inc- include in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you read this book by Henry Nouwen? It's called The Wounded Healer. That's the one on my list that I have not read by uh, him. It's really good. I want, I want to read it. It's like a lot of Nouwen, it's, it's a slow read. He's so wicked smart. You can't, you can't just blaze um, through. No. Nouwen. He, if you don't know Henry Nouwen, um, Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nouwen mm-hmm. is top three books for me all time. Mm. Um, there's another book by Henry Nouwen in the name of Jesus that I try to read every year. It's a short read, yeah, and it reframes my idea of leadership and just being grounded in Christ. Uh, I can't say that I've read it faithfully every year, but it's on my, sure, it's on sure. my list. Yeah. But this book uh, was given to me at one of the lowest points in my life. Mm. Um, long time ago, and um, it's called The Wounded Healer, and here's a quote. Um, I want to share a couple quotes from this book, because I think when I think of Mirabelle and this story and being the weakest, and then to be able to see her story unfold and the blessing that she is mm-hmm. in her weakness, this is what Henry Nouwen says. He says, nobody escapes being wounded. We are all wounded people, whether physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. The main question is not, how can we hide our wounds mm. so we don't have to be embarrassed? But the main question is, how can we put our roundedness in the service of others? When our wounds cease to be a source of shame and become a source of healing, we have become wounded healers. Mm. And he just mm. talks about leading from that place of brokenness. Um, that's, that has shaped my idea of pastoring, Tanner, for a long time, is I, I never want to be, thank God, it's freeing. I never want to think I'm supposed to be somebody up on a pedestal. I'm supposed to be, okay, I'm, I'm doing really, really good, so follow me. Yeah. No, I'm, I am broken <laughs> and desperate in need of a Savior just like you. I want to run after Jesus. Come with me. Yeah almost less follow me than come with me. Right, right, right. Um, And here's another quote that captures my heart from this same book. He says, the great illusion of leadership is to think that man can be led out of the desert by someone who has never been there. Wow. Is that that gold? Let me read that again. The great illusion of leadership is to think that man can be led out of the desert by someone who has never been there. And and that's, that's what I want for my life to be about, like, I want to lead people out of grief. I want to lead people out of a lost identity, mis- mm-hmm. misplaced identity. Mm-hmm. I want to lead people out of lust. I want to lead people out of insecurity. I want to lead people out of unforgiveness because I have been in all those places. Right. And there are some other places that I haven't been that I don't think I'm the one to lead you out of, if that sure, makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that gives me great freedom to embrace my own junk. Wow. That's, my, mm. Isn't that good stuff? 
And, and I know that's a little bit of a reach from Encanto, but that's why I like Mirabelle. That's why she's not all that. She's not no, the she's beast, been, big yeah, sister. Yeah, she's no. not the perfect Isabel. She's not... And no, no disrespect to them. I, my heart breaks for them because they're they're just trying to be perfect for Abuela, like you said. Totally, yeah. But I love that Mirabelle's the hero of the story, and she's got nothing, you know. And it it makes me think of woundedness. It makes yes. me think of well, and and uh, you so you said like it, um, rather than like you know I'm perfect. Follow me as I as I follow Jesus, kind of thing. It's more like, come with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wounded, I'm I'm hurt, I'm broken, and in need of a savior, just yeah. like you. Yeah, come with me. The difference to me in that is not the perfection in which you follow Jesus or wrestle with your wounds or all those things, but the commitment to follow Jesus mm-hmm. in the middle of your wounds. You know, and what I see in in Mirabelle in the story is her constant pursuit, her faithfulness to her family, who her her desire to bolster them, to to celebrate them, um, even even in the middle of her feeling deeply wounded. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the I think of the scene where um, her uh, her younger cousin is it Antonio. Yeah, I think gets so. his gift. Yeah. And uh, the family, the the you know, the family are all getting together in the picture, and she's left there watching them. Mm. And she's, I'm still part of the family, Madrigal, you know. But she she admits, I'm not fine. But the commitment to love her family well is still there, and I think that's the difference in you know, saying I'm. I'm perfect and follow me as I follow Jesus. Do the things that I do. It's right. like, no, really, it's um, in our woundedness, I am committed to following Jesus. I'm committed to staying yes. faithful um, as he is faithful to me. Mm. You know, um, that's that's so good. Mm. That is, that's gold. Uh, I, yeah, I need to read that. I need to read that <laughs> book. Uh, I've said, I've said several times, um, you know, some of our team, would uh, would would wouldn't recognize this as I say it, but I, I've said, um, what does it look like to rather than lead from a place of here's my scar, here's what I've come out of from a long time ago, from a long yeah, but but to say I'm leading out of this open wound right now. Mm. This is what I'm struggling with now, and here's how I'm trying to be faithful and committed to following Jesus in the middle of this wound. This hurt. which is risky. It's super risky. It's not. It's not what everybody really wants. Uh, some people, to be honest, some people resist that. Yeah, I mean, don't want to be around that uh-uh. kind of authenticity or that kind of messiness. Uh huh. Um, we we and and I get it too. Yeah. We we sometimes we can't we can't process the things that we're going through if if this person can't represent the perfect way of coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, then there's no hope for me to come out of where I'm at. And so right. we resist that because well, that's not what I'm looking for. And uh and I and I get where that comes and I get how that happens. Mm. Um but I I don't think we make true disciples without being being not just wounded. And I'm not saying go go seek out a way to be <laughs> wounded so you can lead people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying um, 
if we can't be vulnerable, if we can't be real with people, we're never going to lead people. Right. And uh, that's that's a word for me uh, as I try to lead and I try to do life with my community. Um, if all I want to do is hide my baggage in my home mm. and not let anybody see it, well, I don't, I'm I'm not really uh, making disciples right. in my life. Right. And uh, that's good stuff. That's that's food for thought. I, I want to ask you a question. Um, oh. as we as we kind of start to wind down this episode, I yeah. want to ask you a question. Uh, there's a guy that uh, he's a he's a he's a leader. Um, he was part of the 3DM movement. Uh, he now um, leads and is a co-founder of uh, Unique, which is a discipleship kind of mechanism uh, uh, company that helps churches figure out what does discipleship look like. How 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 can you live out some of that a little bit? His name's Dave Rhodes. I was introduced to Dave Rhodes um, through Ten Thousand Fathers and Mothers Worship School. And ever since then, he has he has he came and taught, and he spoke to the students that were going through the school. And um, ever since then, I have just kind of followed him on social media, and just kind of kept up with some of the things that he does, some of the thoughts that he puts out. And he he put out a a post uh, not too long ago, and it really deeply resonated with me for a variety of reasons. But I wanted to read this to you. And maybe just kind of get your take on it, and uh, I guess your reaction okay, sure. to this, um, and it. just see what it does. So this is what he says. When it comes to dreaming with God, I have seen dreams realized, and I have seen dreams die. But every dream that has died, I have seen God resurrect in a way that has left my imagination stunned. Don't let disappointment keep you from dreaming. Sometimes... A dream has to die so that a better version of the dream can be resurrected. Wow. Could you read that one more yep. time? I think it's, I'm assuming somebody else it's wants a lot. to hear it too. Yes, read yes, yes. When it comes to dreaming with God, I have seen dreams realized and I have seen dreams die. But every dream that has died, I have seen God resurrect in a way that has left my imagination stunned. Don't let disappointment keep you from dreaming. Sometimes a dream has to die so that a better version of the dream can be resurrected. Mm. How does that how does that set with you? I, I I have thoughts. I have, you know, things that that does inside of me, but I wanted to see just um how does that sit with you encouragement well, wise or otherwise? Well, uh, uh I guess my first thought that's a, kind of an over, overarching thought that comes to mind when I hear you read that is that God's ways are just always better. <laughs> and so, um, you know, how many times have I longed for something, uh, to happen or pursued making something happen or just got excited about, you know, a hopeful outcome and it doesn't happen, but it's, it's a reminder that God always, always has something better planned. Mm. Um, and isn't necessarily, you know, better. You can go down a rabbit trail of what's better look like, what's success sure. look like. It may uh-huh. not it may not look like what we want yeah. to look like. Yeah. But his ways are better. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the first thing that comes to mind is yes, like I and and I I love I don't know how well that's embraced by different people listening right now, how much that's embraced, but I love that that God's brought me to a place where I really, really do believe that. Yeah. And so that's a that's a incredible gift 
to be grounded in a belief that God's ways are better, that God wants our good more than we want it right. for ourselves. Sure. Uh, God wants good for the world more than even, even our just deep cries for justice or our deep longings for people to know him, our, our deep desire for people to experience the goodness of God. He wants it even more than we want it. You know, I have to, I just have to be grounded in that. And, and because I think I am pretty well grounded in that, it allows things like pandemics and um, uh, loss of relationships um, and uh, disappointment with um, even even dreams as a pastor for Colonial. Yeah. You know, it 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 doesn't take disappointment away. Sure, it doesn't take the in the moment emotions uh, completely away, mm. but it it just it reframes everything because there's a groundedness in. Okay, God, I thought I thought this was what was going to happen, but I still trust you. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought this was going to happen. That sucks. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. But I still believe that you have something good planned. Um, right. and so um Well, I, I I love I love the it's almost like this uh this kind of a two-parter uh, for on, on this for me okay. which was the realization of um it didn't it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Uh-huh. And that tends to be I'll, I'll speak for personally for me. Yeah. Uh, I've got I've got some ministry ideas, some things that I really wanted to see happen uh to to take off in the ways that I wanted to take off to I have aspirations, right? Um and some of the things I was pouring my energy into just didn't pan out the way I had hoped, yeah. and I and and looking back on it, I think, well, I did everything right, you know, mm. and it just didn't land well. It just didn't work. And then I found myself in a in a season after that of not dreaming, of going well. I guess that's it. Things being squelched. Yeah, like just being like in a finite way. Yeah. And when I when I read this, I it just reminded me, like no. Uh, what God spoke into you, and I, again, I'm just this is just personally for me. Yeah, what God spoke into you still exists and is still true. Mm. Don't I love this part? Don't let disappointment keep you from dreaming. Mm. Sometimes a dream has to die so that a better version of the dream can be resurrected. Mm. Uh, for me, it was a shock to the system, it, it detached me from the path that I was running. Um, and put me on the sidelines, and I got to look at it and go, "What? How does this? How does this need to go?" And and re- and and also wrestle with what if this dream was mine uh, versus this dream being God's. And so, um, in light of we're on the back half of 2022 now. Yep. Uh, I think now we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I think now. It's starting to seem like the pandemic may be like shut down and all that, all those things may be a little even bit with recent. Ministry. Like, I have family that had COVID last week, you know, yeah, but it's still, it, I, I will agree with you. It feels like okay, we're not shutting down, yeah, life is is content. People are more and more are coming to big events, mm-hmm. sporting events, concerts, even you know, church, um, all that, and so 
Yes, it does. It does feel like we're on the the back yeah. end of that. Yeah, finally. And yet, and yet, I would say, you know, we're we're uh, we're at least um, at least a little bit connected with other churches in our community, and um, some we're just honestly some more connected than others. Sure. Um, and I wonder, I wonder what uh, don't what the dreams have been of those churches. Uh, where a shutdown happened and all the decisions we had to make through all those different things and uh, all the different outcomes, you know, of those decisions and um, of what we had to kind of react to and then try in some way to gain some sort of bearing of leadership and how do we lead our people through part of this. And now to be sort of on, like I said, on the back half of it, not uh, not that COVID's gone anywhere, but I think that the initial... Uh, shock of like everybody's got to shut down mm-hmm. all, you know that that anxiety hasn't hasn't really been there for a little while at least in my own family um i wonder what i wonder what this don't let disappointment keep you from dreaming what that does um looking ahead mm. for colonial yeah you know uh it's no secret that you know the same amount of people <laughs> haven't been flooding nope. our auditorium and nope. uh, even with giving and all those different things, it's, it all is different. Yep. Um, what does that do in our leadership, in our, in our, and I mean, from our elders to our staff, to key leaders, yep. um, people like Nora, you know, what does that do in their hearts and in their yeah. minds about what does the future look yeah. like? You know what? I just, my, my, Shocker, as an elder, as a pastor here, and dreaming about future of Colonial, you just mm-hmm. you just got my it's like, almost <laughs> like my I can feel my uh, hair standing up yeah, on my arm, yeah. you know, just a little excited. Um, I I have heard myself say this even in a couple elder meetings recently. I'll disclose this for everybody. I, I feel like we have been playing defense. Um, shocker, I'm mm. sports in my head all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we've been playing defense for a couple of years. Yeah. And at some level, understandably so. Totally. Like, whoa, whoa, how do we do this? Are we, do we need to shut down? Do we need to do masks? Do we not need to do masks? Of course, of course, on one hand, you can't do it right for everybody. Sure. That's a whole nother. How do we how do we navigate critics and, <sighs> and disappointment and frustrations? Yeah. And um and there's just a whole lot of playing defense. And um y- there's a time and a place for that. You just can't stay there. And I feel like there's a very natural, but also um, you have to make a choice to do this. You don't just drift into it. But I feel like there's a choice on our part, even in the last couple of months as leaders here at Colonial. You know what? It's time to play offense. You know mm-hmm. what? It's time to shift gears and not try to be protective, uh, but to to pursue, to move. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? And um, that's exciting. Um, it's back. It's different language than what you're saying, sure, but sure. that quote is okay. It's time to dream again. Yeah, like we've 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 shifted to self protection mode mm. for too long. Yeah, and um, when I wonder how many for us at Colonial, yes, but I wonder how many other you know churches out there are wrestling I, with. Those I same- bet you are speaking for a lot of of pastors, a lot of churches. Um, and maybe even a lot of people outside of the church who, you know, I was reading some, this, this may be a leap, but I was reading a couple hard, uh, 
things from some local business owners, mm. I won't name names, that are just, they're dying. You know, they're really struggling with cost of supplies has skyrocketed yeah. with inflation and all this stuff. And they're trying to compete with big store chains and big restaurant chains. And um, a couple different small group, uh, small business owners were both on Facebook saying, help, you know, go to, go to your mom and pop shops, go to your local coffee shops, go to your local stores. Um, and it, it made me go, Oh my goodness. Even as you read that quote, like how many of them are in total defense mode, mm. self-protection mode, maybe right where they need to be, but this constant call, Hey, the reason you're even doing this is because you took a big risk yeah. and you dreamed something and a ton of people on your left and right failed and you're going, don't stop dreaming. You right. know, there's yeah. something about that that does resonate, I think, for all of us in this season. Yeah. That's a good word. I, I maybe tying these things together, don't stop dreaming uh, and trusting that all things are possible mm. with God. That's not a, that's not a, you know, stupid Hallmark <laughs> card. That is legit truth. All things are possible with God, that God wants our good more than, than we want it. Don't stop trusting him. Don't stop dreaming. And, and also at the same time, recognize I have a part to play. Yeah. Like the weakest, most unseen gifts, the, the, everybody has a part to play in this. And that, that's, if we can ground ourselves in the, those places of faith and hope, um, that's the richness of this life. When Jesus says, like, I, I'm inviting you to a full life, a, an abundant life, he doesn't just mean you get a free pass to heaven when you die. He yeah. means here and now as well, I'm calling you to a life that's different, that's richer, that's fuller. And I think it includes those dreams. It includes that sense of identity and contribution, mm. wherever we're coming from. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, I pray that people like you and me, Tanner, get to help help people get there, you know, yeah. as we journey ourselves. Lead lead through our wounds. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, I think that's enough for today. That's enough for today. Awesome. Great to have you back, Tanner. Yeah, great to be back. Thank you for thank you for that. And uh, I, I enjoy these conversations. It does something in, inside of me mm -hmm. to be able to... I, I'm a verbal processor, so to flesh this out this way is just... It's a little helpful. scary that you and I are both, even more than Brooke, are blatant verbal processors. Yeah. I don't know. Have we gone for two and a half hours? I'm not paying no, attention. No, no, we haven't. Okay, good. <laughs> Thankfully, I, I, I was uh, trying to channel my inner Brooke and... Uh, keep us on track. Keep us on track. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, um, I would again solicit feedback. Podcast at colonialchurch.com. Any questions you have for um, the next couple of weeks, please bring them in. Any any thoughts you have on ways we can tweak our podcast experience are welcome. Uh, we're big boys. We yeah. can handle you know the craziest outside the box ideas. Um, we're also just counting on, you know, you being okay out there if, if we entertain it and don't do it. I mean, we could use all the creative yeah, input um, as well as questions and even pushback. Pushback. I love good pushback. Yeah, it's so awesome. Bring yeah, it. Awesome. Well, this has been the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. And as always, you can get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com or from our app on the App Store or Google Play Store. And reality is uh, we'd love to hear from you. So send us your questions, feedback, again, to podcast at colonialchurch.com. And thank you guys for listening, and we will pick up our conversation again next week. <laughs> <laughs>